being green can be so sexy. Well, at least you can be sexy and keep it green. Check out the Green Divas Eco Sexy Podcast for ways to keep it green in the bedroom or wherever you like to have sex. All right. Well, we have another marvelous Eco Sexy segment, this time with Lindsay Hageman, who is co-editor of the Eco-Sexuality book that we have referenced. We've spoken to some of the authors. There, there are many more to speak with. And it's interesting because while many of the topics seem similar and people are like, well, didn't they kind of talk about that last week? Everybody's got their own kind of spin on things and there's so much more. And I'm fascinated as I suspect you are too because we, we do well with these segments to find out, you know, to really dig in and understand how sexuality connects to the environment, earth, nature. So anyway, Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing well, Megan. Thank you. And uh, I, I really liked the title of our topic today, which was erotic energy uh, and as Erotic energy is renewable energy and how that relates. So I'm like fascinated to hear the connection here. Yes, yes. Um, I'd like to start with really talking about what erotic energy is because I think that a lot of people think about it just as something that's simply confined to an experience in one's genitals or an experience of of sexual arousal. Yeah. And Eros, to me, is is much broader than that. It is really the motivating principle of all life. And it moves through us and in us, but it also moves all around us and through all of nature and all of life mm-hmm. and connecting us to life. And Sam Keane, who is um, a philosopher and one of my favorite authors, the author of a book called The Passionate Life, describes how Eros is the force that drives an acorn to become an oak tree. And so in that way, it's the generative, creative energy that animates and inspires life, and including us. And so including our very own sexual energy and orgasmic energy, that passionate impulse to, to feel alive and connected and in the flow of life, which is why I think that our sexuality is so deeply connected to our creativity and our imagination. Um, what? And so... Really good description. Thank you. That was very, very well put. I, I get it. All right. And so Eros in that way is constantly moving. It is cycling through us and connecting us to nature. That is if there aren't things like shame or guilt that, that are blocking it, which is so very prevalent in yeah. our in our sex-negative culture. Yeah. Well, I like that. I've never heard that sex-negative culture. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of... Mm-hmm. And it's so... I mean, it's so, what's the word I'm looking for? It's so contradictory when you have naked women practically with little tiny pieces on their body selling cars or whatever, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so it sort of screams a certain type of or what people believe is sexy in sexuality. And yet, Mm -hmm. and yet we're incredibly shaming. So I'm sorry, I digress. No, it's it's a wonderful point. I feel like it's a whole whole topic unto itself in the ways that our sexuality is in many ways taken away from us so that it can be sold back to us and, and that's certainly a, a major theme in, in ecosexuality. Hmm. Um 
Yeah, and so sort of getting back to this notion of like uh, erotic energy as renewable energy, that one of the things that I certainly find so fascinating, and I imagine that you've experienced this as well, and probably many of the listeners, is that nature and being in close contact with nature can really revitalize and reconnect us with our own erotic energy. That like feeling of the sun on our cheeks or the wind in our hair, feeling our hands immersed in, you know, rich garden soil, that all of this is connecting us back to the vital energy, which is our very source, which is nature. And when we are embodied in this way, we feel so vibrant and powerful and at least for me, I feel so in tune with my own with my own desires and my own cycles and and my own erotic energy. Yeah, and, and it and it is removed from this sort of marketing image of what sexy is supposed to be. You know, mm. you're supposed to think this is sexy, but when you're kind of away from, you know, the the visuals mm-hmm. that that the man made world offers or whatever, you know, our culture. <laughs> And mm-hmm. and like you said, it's it's the sun. It's a very very visceral and present moment with nature in that connection. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in my mind, you know, I I turn that around in the sense of okay, well, if nature can inspire and revitalize me and my erotic self and really the core of who I am, not on a marketing level or what right. of what the media thinks is sexy, but really like in my core, the most embodied and, and luscious part of me, that can I also use that, that core piece of me to help revitalize the earth, to help regenerate the earth, give some of that energy and infuse that into the work that I do in the day, in so, my daily life. So what, what you're doing is kind of becoming conscious of that energy flowing into you from whatever source, uh, a natural source, and then kind of channeling it, not always, you know, in a, in a fabulous sexual experience, but sometimes redirecting it into work with, you know, giving back to earth in some way or connecting to other people in some way that's, you know, uh, giving, you know, whatever. It's just a redirection of the energy. Is that correct? It is a redirection of the energy. It's a channeling, uh, a funneling of that energy in a way that enhances the things that I value. And in my life, that is very much an earth-based culture, um, creating a gift economy, creating an economy that is much more existing within the bounds of our of our ecosystems than mining them and undermining them. Well, and I think you use the word creative and to create um and and that is, you know, uh, associated with this particular energy, at least for me. And and like you mm-hmm. said, I think I think it is essentially a creative energy. Whether we're creating babies or <laughs> a mm-hmm. joyful feeling and experience, or uh, creating a better world in some mm-hmm. way, right? Or creating art. I don't know. Very much so. And I, a lot of people talk about the idea of like moving away from a consumer-based culture, and. For me, that inherently means that we're moving towards a creative culture, a culture where we are creating and producing the the very things that we need in our everyday lives and meeting our core needs more directly through human connection, through connection with the earth. Um, and this takes work. I mean, it takes energy and it takes work to, to do, to create for ourselves. And, you know, I experience this daily because I live, I live on a farm. I live with the land. I live in, right. a, in a forest. 
and that I know what it takes to wake up every day, uh, more or less with the sun, and and feed the animals and tend to the garden, and that if we're wanting more people to transition into a simpler lifestyle, right. so how do we how do we motivate this? How do we energize it? Um, and sadly, the at least for me, the environmental movement, while it did wonderful things in inviting us to to live a more simple life, that it really didn't invite us to back into our bodies. Yeah, and it yeah. and it hasn't really invited us to enjoy one of the most simple and abundant pleasures that nature really has to offer us, which is that of you know sexual and and even orgasmic connection. Well, and I really love the concept of of this energy, whether you know, however it's used for healthy creativity, um, is renewable. It's kind of a cool way of tying it in, um, because nature is there always, like giving. You know, like mm-hmm. hey, you know, hug a tree, play <laughs> play in the garden, uh, walk in the sunshine, whatever it is that that we can uh, renew. I. I, I want to do that. It's just a little cold today, so <laughs> uh, running on low energy there. But but I get energized when I talk about this stuff. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. very interesting. So yeah, yeah. So we can we can experience nature and in that way enhance our vitality and then use that vitality that we have to then in invest it, if you, so to speak, back into those very things that, that we're most passionate about. That's what creates this, this cycle. The um, circle of life. I love mm-hmm. it. Well, <laughs> so people can find out more about the book, which you are co-editor of, um, Ecosexuality, how? At com. There you it's go. also available on Amazon. And then I think we'll probably have a post about this topic, and people will find that on thegreendivas.com. Thank you so much, Lindsay, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Well, thank you, Meg. Turned on yet? Well, go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. To learn more about this Green Diva's eco-sexy podcast and find other low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green, 